0: Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath.
1: Let's talk about Christian Watson. Last year, big drop. The, you know, first play of the year, whatever the case may be. Has issues. Gets hurt. Comes back. Totally different player in the second half. Looks like he's a true one. We come into this year. Hurt again. Uh, comes back. Struggles. So forth. Now it looks like he's finally kind of figured it out. Turned it on. Had his best game of the year yesterday. And Hurt again. Uh, Christian Watson when healthy after he gets through his initial struggles, he looks like he can be, you know, a star type wide receiver in the league. My thing just is if you're the Packers, you know, Reed's not a one Dobbs isn't a one. Um, I I don't know if Wicks is necessarily a one Uh, and you look ahead kind of at the draft and so forth. I, I just wonder if, there is going to be temptation to take a wide receiver early in that draft, or if they're going to go in that draft, saying we're good. Maybe I'll take one, you know, fifth, sixth round, or something like that. But we're not taking wide receivers early on. We like what we have.
0: Yeah, there's five more games or six more games or however many more. They're fortunate enough to play if they keep winning that that might decide that. You know, as far as everything like that. Uh, the the way that the you know the weapon room is now, like I said, I think they have a lot of guys that are really nice pieces. I think Watson has a chance to be a star. And I think of the receivers that they have on the roster, that's the only one that has a chance to be a star. star. Like, you know, a true number one, to use the phrasing everyone likes to throw out there. So everyone else, you know, I don't want to call them an upgradable piece because I think they're nice to have around, but you don't pass on, you know, well, they're not going to be able to draft Marvin Harrison, but, you know, Marvin Harrison has a gas mask that comes out and that makes him look, you know, drop way down in the draft. You don't pass on Marvin Harrison because you say, well, we got Romeo Dobbs, like we're good there kind of thing. Uh, And that's not disrespectful to him either. That's just the nature of how it is. So I think they could use one more guy there. Um, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like or who that's going to look like or anything like that, but it has been nice to see this group kind of grow together. But yeah, I mean, you can never have, I mean, you're kind of seeing in Kansas city right now, they have Travis Kelsey and not a whole lot else. Uh, and even Patrick Mahomes can only make chicken salad out of you know what for so long.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. What about the offensive line as this thing has played out through uh, throughout the year? What What are your thoughts on what you've seen to this point? Because the last couple of weeks, I feel like uh, maybe last three or four weeks, this offensive line is starting to protect a little bit better for Jordan Love.
0: Yeah, I think they're starting to get better and you mentioned the turnstile at left tackle early in the season That was a big deal. You know, this team was built around David Bakhtiari and, and Elton Jenkins and trying to put That group on the left front the line that lasted all of one game, you know, that was that was the tough part is then you're trying to adjust on the fly to Not having an all-pro and not only not having an all-pro now it's You have a seventh-round pick that hasn't played a whole lot of football. I mean, that's that's tough to To kind of work through and, and figure out your way through those things. So The Packers have been able to do that. And I think the biggest part of that is the improvement of what they've done this weird rotation, which kind of started to see the end last night. I think Yosh Nyman only played like 19% of snaps. Sean Ryan played one series uh, and you can debate whether he should play more or not, but at left tackle. I definitely think you should have a a situation where like, you're just one person, you plug them in there. If he plays 60 snaps, he plays 60 snaps. But that improvement from that group, it's still not great in the run game, but in the passing game, Jordan Love has a lot more time to throw the football.
1: What about the run game? Because the last time Aaron Jones was hurt, this offense was horrible. They couldn't figure it out. Now Aaron Jones is hurt, and A.J. Dillon looks like a completely different running back as far as you know, running over people far more now than he did earlier. Uh, and knowing that, look, you know, there's a chance him and Jones may both not be back next year. We have no idea what that running back room will even look like. So maybe he's playing for a contract, maybe for somebody else next year, if it's not necessarily here in green Bay, but he's definitely one of those guys that you could say has had a huge upgrade over his performance from earlier in the year till now.
0: Yeah. He looked like a completely different player last night than last night. was, it's nothing. You know, nobody's going to compare him to Barry Sanders or Earl Campbell or somebody like that for 18 carries for 73 yards, but that's as good as he's looked all season long. And the Packers are going to need that. I mean, the run game is not going to be what it was last year. You know, they were a top, top-tier top unit last year with Jones and Dillon and that offensive line as they gelled and everything like that. That's just not in the cards this year. Uh, even when Jones has been around, they haven't been a very good rushing team, and I know that hasn't been a whole lot as far as Jones being able to play. But that's just how it is. You know, during training camp, they put a lot of focus on building the passing game, and they kind of did that to some degree, I think, at the expense of the run game, but then you put A.J. Dillon in. For some reason, when the calendar turns to December, he looks like a different player. It's almost like something activates inside of him. is saying, like, this is what I was built for. This is what I'm supposed to be. Now I'm going to run through these people. And last night, he certainly was doing that.
1: What about Matt LaFleur as a play caller? Early in the year, he took a lot of flack for his play calling. A lot of people saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers covered up for him. Now we know why Rodgers wanted to have so much say in the play calling and so forth. Uh, and now, as he's as Lafleur would put it in a press conference yesterday, he's become more aggressive with the play calling because, in all honesty, he trusts the offense more as far as the players playing it to do what they're supposed to do. You're seeing more or less what this offense is supposed to look like. Uh, and he looks like a pretty damn good play caller to me the last three or four weeks.
0: Yeah, last night was the culmination of that. I thought with all the motion, the plays off of plays, everything that they ran... I thought it looked like how it was, quote unquote, supposed to. You know, and everybody. It's easy to say be aggressive and do all that stuff. It's hard to do that when your offense is struggling to pick up first downs and do anything to any sort of consistency, which they were early in the year. So it's it's kind of understandable to be more conservative. But I think it found an identity, and that identity is what it has been for 30 years. It's the right arm of the quarterback and throwing the ball. You know, I think they were trying to protect him and maybe this young passing game early in the year, and they figured out pretty quickly or at least through, you know, <laughs> trial by fire, if you will, but they can't do that now. You know, they—they, they, it's not a dominant ground game. You know, this isn't the 2021 Michigan Wolverines, for example, where it's line up and ram it down your throat, or the old school Wisconsin badgers. I guess I'm out of Wisconsin, so I should probably use that as an example instead. But you get those things all put together. Play calling is always easier when the stuff is working, right? Like, that's just kind of the nature of how it is. But I think they're doing better stuff to set up, and now as the players – understand more of what they're supposed to do and where they're supposed to be. They kind of know better as to now a we can do some things that are better in that spot too.
1: The other thing that's happening is that there's a lot more misdirection going on with the reverses and double reverse uh, that you saw last night with Christian Watson. That to me is a huge element of, of this offense, because even though you don't have a speed guide, AJ Dylan to be able to use a couple of those wide receivers like Reed or Watson, to kind of show that speed to get to the corner is an element they desperately have to have, I think, to make this run game go.
0: Yeah, and you have to finesse it a little bit because you can't just line up and run inside zone the way that they could have last year. Do some stuff with the outside zones that they were able to last year. They kind of have to have those, like you said, the jet sweeps, the reverses, all of that stuff to, to make some plays in the run game because, yeah, they can't get into a situation where it's just drop back passing. For you know, 45, 50 attempts a game. That's not going to be a good situation for this team. They're not there yet. But what they're doing is they're testing the discipline of opposing team linebackers, opposing team second-level defenders, and trying to figure out what it is that they need to do to establish a better ground game. And I think that is certainly part of it. Jaden Reed has been a big part of this running game, especially in the last few weeks.